I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, everybody. Clay and I are here today to talk about a topic that has been near and dear to my heart recently. I'm just finishing up a class called What's Your Angle on Developing Creative Ways to Write Your Titles. Um, and one of the things that Clay and I see a lot in our classes and a lot in our mentoring is that people take what I call the first exit off the interstate. They get a title and they go, oh, I know how to write that. And and they write it in such a way that eight out of 10 people would write it. You know, it's just a, right. the most obvious, probably least interesting way because it's just the first thing that comes to mind. So we've been working in this class on how to not do that, how to explore other ideas and angles clay what are your thoughts on that do you have any tips i thought the class was what's your angel but it's uh, actually what's your angle now it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. um no for me i think you know since you and i and in, in our line of work we do a lot of co-writing it's usually bef- when we you know have an idea a title that we bring to a co-write and we throw the idea out, we're usually brainstorming some different ways to write it for a few minutes before, you know, we want to come up with an interesting angle before we even start writing. Whereas I know it's a lot of people, they just jump right in and start singing a melody and, and some words come out and they go, Oh, that's cool. Well, it might be 1% of the time, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's learning to know that, well, if there were 10 different writing rooms in a recording complex and we gave everyone the same title, are all 10 of those people going to come up with the same angle? Because if they are, then it's, it's chances are, it's not going to be a very interesting angle. So I always like to just brainstorm and come up with the best way to write something before we ever launch into, you know, just writing the song. Yeah, you, Clay and I have taught a class one time where we did that and we gave people the same title. And it's, I bet it was 60% or so wrote it exactly the same way. Right. And then the, then the other 40% of the people explored different angles. Some people come up, came up with things that I had never thought of. And I'm like, okay, that, you know, these people did some work. They, you know, they found a way to write this that's not the most obvious but you got to be careful because there are some people and, you know, we review a lot of songs through Songtown. So we you know this like I do. There's some people that just want to be different for the sake of being different. Mm. And their yeah. angle is so whacked out that it's nobody's ever going to record it. You know, yeah. so you kind of have the two extremes of people. You have the ones that go with the first exit off the, the highway and then you have people that are just like making their own exit, plowing through, you know, a yeah. cornfield yeah. and they, they don't know where the road is any, you know, they, so very few people figure out that middle ground. And that middle ground is where the, the, the great commercial songs come from, you know, the, the really the songs that move people and interest people come from that middle ground. Yeah, you know, and the the place I encourage people to start in in this class and in in everything we do in Songtown is to really challenge titles. When when you're in a co-write and someone throws out a title, don't accept that title at face value. 
turn it around in your mind. You know, we, in the class, we had a woman who had a title. I don't want to throw her title out here, but it was, it was an interesting phrase. And she found 34 different ways she could use that title (laughs) when she really dug into it. And each of those um, 34 different ways had a different emotion behind what, what that song would be saying. And so if you're willing to spend a few minutes and challenge the title and go, what if we said it this way, you know, in real life, how would we use this phrase? Who could we say it to? And you explore all those options. You're going to come up with a lot of different ways you could use your title more than likely. And then once you come up with a bunch of options, you can start narrowing it down by going, okay, well, this one maybe is too whacked out. Like Clay was talking about, maybe this one's too weird. Maybe this one, uh, not enough people have, um, felt that or experienced that scenario. But this one here is something everybody who's ever been in love has felt, you know, and you can kind of then whittle down to, to the best options that you've got. But I would much rather choose from 34 different ways to write a title than from two, you know, because let's take, you got a great title that um, Kenny Chesney did where the, the idea could have been so basic like everybody wants to go to heaven and you guys said but nobody wants to go now Mm -hmm. and so that was that was something that not everyone was going to think of when they wrote that song what would be some more obvious ways to write that i mean you could have just written it hey we all want to go to heaven you know and it's a struggle and we you know we're just trying. Yeah. Everybody wants to go to heaven and it's a struggle and we work hard at it every day. And like, I'm already just bored out of my mind. But when you say everybody wants to go to heaven, but hey, nobody wants to go now, then that's a song idea. And that's what we mean by digging deeper is finding that song idea. I Just everybody wants to go to heaven is not a unique song idea in itself. It's not something that's going to make Kenny Chesney want to record that song, make it go to number one and millions of people know it. It's just everybody wants to go at heaven. It's just a phrase. And I think a lot of people, that's where the, the songwriting, they don't get that part is that you just can't take a phrase and put a melody to it and expect to turn a lot of people on and you can't expect to be interesting you know, if you just saying everybody wants to go to heaven, yeah, 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 everybody wants to go to heaven. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to, it's one dimensional. It's, it's yeah. not that interesting. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think that kind of title comes about by turning a phrase around in your mind and going, well, how, what, what could be something that's going to create some tension with that? Right. You know, so we've got the tension between we want to go, but we don't want to go now. You know, so we twisted that around to find different ways to shine a light on it and make it more interesting, like you're talking about. And, that yeah. you know, if you start by challenging those titles, one of the places I encourage people to, to begin is to just say, well, how would we say that in real life? You know, what what kind of sentence would I say that in real life? Well, who would I say that to? And if you start exploring, a lot of times you'll go, um, well, if I said it to my child, I would say it this way. If I said it to a love interest, I would say it this way. If I'm singing it to the audience, I would say it this way. And you find that there's lots of different 
scenarios in which you could use that phrase. And then I have people start looking at, well, what's the emotion behind each of those? You know, saying it to my child might be comfort. Uh, saying it to a, a love interest might be passion, you know, with the same title. Right. You know, so it, if you can learn to start challenging those titles and start asking those questions and, and start digging a little deeper, even if you take 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning of a co-write, I think you're going to come out with a lot more creative angles for your for your songs than if you just throw out a title and go, here we go. We're off to the races. We got this title. Let's write it. You're going to wind up a lot of times at that first exit off the interstate at that abandoned gas station where no one wants to hear your song. Yeah. And flipping the title so, so that it actually you think maybe it's a positive title or maybe it's a negative title and you somehow flip it where it becomes positive or the the other way is a cool way to do it is with opposites where you have with your title, everybody wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to go now. It's kind of these opposite kind of things or George Strait, he had that song, nobody in his right mind would have left her. Well, he could have just said nobody would leave a girl like that and right wouldn't have been a i mean okay that you know maybe maybe you can make it interesting but i don't know but when you say nobody in his right mind would have left her then that's a whole another that's a whole another thing with a whole another level and that's what we're shooting for yeah absolutely and you know if you think of my first publisher once told me that a song is like a three minute movie. And if you think of it that way, a movie has to have some sort of tension and release yeah. or it's not interesting. And so, you know, in my song must be doing something right. There's like, I think I'm being a good lover, but I'm not sure. Can you give me some feedback? So there's this tension and release and then he gets good feedback. So he goes, okay, I'm doing better help me be even better, you know, and, and we progress that along with that tension and release your song, a uh, beautiful mess has got that tension in the title. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of like, and everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to go now. And you did it with two words <clears throat> because there's tension. It'll be like, well, what kind of mess is beautiful. Right. And, exactly. and, and so you get me into that song and, and you have that tension. I'm trying, I'm dying to know what kind of mess is beautiful you lay that out there and, and it all makes sense when it comes home. And, and so you've got that tension and release. So that's one thing I'm looking for in my angles as well. I'm like, is there, is there some kind of tension we can create that as the three minute movie goes along, we can build and build and build and build that tension. And then we let it, we release it with something that goes, Oh, that feels great. You know, when I, when I get to that chorus and, and figure out what the release is in that song. But right. to your point, you a while ago you mentioned something being so straightforward that there's it's one dimensional. There's no tension in those things, right? Generally, you know, or there's no release in it. You know, it can it can be just all tension, or it can be um, all just kind of bland. And and there was well, why are we saying this? You know, right? Uh, every now or, or the same same problem that a lot of people have with songs is the first two lines of the song tell the whole story of what the song's about. So there's yeah. no, there's no build to, there's nothing to make you listen and keep listening. So 
it's learning how to be interesting, learning how to be deeper, learning how to take your time to to get to that payoff. And I think if you can do those kind of things, if if your angle works on those kind of levels, then I think you've got an angle that's that's going to be, you know, speaking to more people than that one dimensional thing that you make a statement and then, well, you might as well not even listen to the song. You, you already know what it's about. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I love it when I see a song title and I listen to the song and it's not about what I thought it was. Yeah. Be, you know, because it stretches me a little bit as a listener. I go, Oh, that's cool. I, you know, maybe I didn't think of that. That, w- that wasn't so obvious, but on the flip side, if I hear a song and I, and I can go, I bet the next line is this, and it's right. You know, it's so predictable that I, I can just guess what the lyrics going to be as it goes along. And that's not going to get you very far. Yeah. And if you're out there chasing, you know, I want if you're out there saying I want to write a hit, I want people to sing my song around the world. That's great stuff. But just realize that if you're chasing that and you're writing lyrics that sound like they could have been on any other song on any other record. Like if you're that commercial, there's nothing interesting about what you're writing and you're not going to get your songs recorded. It just won't happen. You've got to have every publisher, every producer that's ever recorded one of my songs has told me when I've asked them, why did you record that? They said it, it was different. It had a different angle. It, you know, it was, there was something unique about it. And you're not going to get that just trying to to write commercial or trying, you know, you've you got to know the format. You've got to know what works. You've got to speak the language of your format, but you've also got to bring in something that's on a deeper level. Yeah. I mean, and and your lyric, you know, I see people on the two sides of the extreme with the lyric. They're trying to be poetic and out out there on every single line sometimes or all every single line is a cliche and you know it has to be in the middle where the the lyric works with the emotion of the song and the the angle that you've taken with the song but there needs to be some freshness as well you know it it doesn't have to be every line but there there has to be some things that keep the listener interested and that that stay fresh as you go along or it's going to fall flat yeah, that that is the other side of it, where we see people that want so badly to prove how great of a writer they are that every line is the most interesting line you've ever heard in your entire life. And you can't get through the song because it's like you're trying to figure out what every line means. And it's <laughs> yeah, it's like you need an interpreter to tell you yeah. what the song is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So put all that together. Uh, we encourage you to challenge your titles. Um, don't take that first exit off the interstate. Don't accept the title at face value. Explore how you might use that phrase in real life. And that's going to help your song sound more real. It's going to help you find that tension and release. It's going to help you find the emotion that you're after in the song, all that kind of stuff. Um, any final words, Clay? No, man, just keep writing. That's all it, you know, it takes is if you keep trying to get better every day and you keep writing and, and you're improving, then things, good things will happen. Yeah. We encourage you to check out Songtown. We've got 
hundreds of hours of video instruction, classes you can take self-guided, um, shorter videos to watch if you got five minutes on all kinds of different topics. We've got series on lyrics and melody, pitching your songs, uh, just about everything you can imagine. So far, everything we can imagine, we've done a video on pretty much. So check it out. Check out the show notes, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you, Sweetwater, for the pod for promoting us. Woohoo! <laughs> Sponsoring us. Yes, indeed. Songtown on Songwriting Podcast is powered by Sweetwater Gear. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, Sweetwater is an awesome place to get instruments, um, just about anything you could imagine in the musical world. So check them out. We do have a song for you today. It's written by Sharon Spivey James and Fernando Bellini. And it's called, I Really Meant What He Said. Hope you enjoy. Right from the start I knew I was in love with you. I didn't tell you at first. I knew you weren't ready for anything steady. Cause you were getting over a hurt. You didn't believe me You started crying Cause when he said these same three words He was lying But I really mean what he said Say I